Well, good morning, church, again. <clears throat> How are we doing this morning? <clears throat> Great. Uh, just to reiterate on an announcement, uh, prayer for uh, we have a site visit this Thursday uh, for the new church playground area. So we need prayer for that, that uh, as we start uh, the process in that, uh, we have an area where we believe it should go, and we had a, the contractor out there, and so uh, just prayer on that. And then um, Chris, uh, Chris Michelson, he's actually, he's uh, from Minnesota, actually from Osakis, and traveled with Reinhard Bonnke. Now, for some of you uh, that may not know who he is, he was one of the most uh, uh, premier, in my opinion, evangelist that outside of Billy Graham, uh, 80 million souls came to Christ through his ministry. And so he will um, uh, be uh, with us next week, and he does a lot of ministry in Pakistan. And so uh, it'll, you don't want to miss that meeting. And I would invite you to bring a friend that, uh, uh, someone that doesn't know the Lord. He has an evangelistic calling on his life, and it's amazing how people respond to the gospel when he preaches the gospel. So we'll have a special missions offering for him at the end of the service. Amen. Well, let's take a moment and pray and ask for God's blessing. I'm going to continue in our series, and let's pray. Lord, I humble myself before you. Thank you for this moment in time. I recognize that in and of myself, I have nothing good to say, but through the power of the Holy Spirit, I ask that you speak through me, and Lord, to bring to light and the message and truth of your word in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. So we are in uh, the, the spiritual gift series, and uh, we have the, the gift of leadership. Uh, once they pull that up, I don't know, they're maybe working on that PowerPoint to get that up. But I'm just going to jump in. The gift of leadership. And so at the end of the service, uh, I'm going to ask those, I'm not going to take a lot of fanfare, but those of you who feel, okay, I, I feel that God has graced me with this gift, and to come forward, and I'll just briefly lay hands on you, and, the, and what the Lord told me is just pray a quick prayer to stir up the gift, activate it, and then continue on. And so um, you can be thinking about that as I begin to share about the gift of leadership. I just want to say this, why this series? You know, Ephesians 4.12 says that God's ministers are to equip. Somebody shout equip. <clears throat> I'm going to delve into that in a moment. To equip, to train uh, the people, King James says the saints, uh, his people for the work of the ministry. One translation says that so his people would learn to serve and his body would grow. I mean, you know, God wants us to serve his body, his people, that people would grow and that his kingdom would move forward. Amen? <clears throat> That's his plan. And the word equip in the Greek is katartismos. And I thought, wow, that's a mouthful. It actually means to exact adjustments which describe how or enables the individual parts to work together in correct order. How many know that God is a God of order? He's a God of order. And uh, another uh, uh, translation of this Greek, it means to mend, to repair, to make whole or perfect, or of, watch this, setting of a bone. How many have ever had a bone out of joint or something, and you have to set that? How many know sometimes initially it hurts a little? Come on, somebody. 
<clears throat> you, you don't mean it to. I remember the time my son Zach climbed out of the bed at 17 months, uh, the crib, and it was time you know, to get a little small uh, bed with his Buzz Lightyear back then. And uh, he climbed out and he landed on his wrist or something and fractured it, and he was playing all day, but he wouldn't move. And we took him in, and the doctor said, oh, it needs to be reset, and we'll put a cast on it. But it was one of those moments as the dad, you're there, and he, the doctor grabs it. He said, just hold on. He clicked it, and then Zach started crying, and Daddy, it hurts. And I was like, oh, that's the moment you want to take the pain. Come on, somebody. And, uh, but two weeks later, that cast was off, and he was running around good to go. And so sometimes the word is like that. And so I want to encourage us all, and I mean this for myself also, that when things speak to us, allow the Spirit of God, allow the Word of God to set it right. Amen? <laughs> and if there's a little, uh, it's okay. God's doing a good work in our life. How many can receive that same amen? So uh, Ephesians 4, 8, let's see if I can get this to work. He said, when Jesus ascended on high, he led captivity captive. He gave gifts. Somebody shout gifts to all of his people. And our text has been Romans 12. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to use them accordingly. If someone has the gift of prophecy, let him speak a new message from God to his people in proportion to the faith possessed. If service in the act of serving, or he who teaches in the act of teaching, or he who encourages the act of encouragement, he who gives with generosity, and here we're going to speak on today, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy in caring for others with cheerfulness. Uh, very interesting. We said this before that all uh, humans are born with these gifts. Every single person born has a grace or a gift, whether they know the Lord or not. Isn't that amazing? Our God is a giving God, and those that are, don't even know the Lord, God has put gifts in their life. That's, that's amazing. Scripture tells us that these gifts imparted to all people in 1 Peter 4.10 says that God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to, some shall serve. Serve. Actually, in the Greek, it actually means active service. Kicking up dust because you're on the move. I like that. Want to hear something pretty interesting? I thought this was pretty cool. So, so last month, this part is not cool. This part is sad. <clears throat> My daughter Mariah had to bring her back to California to go to school. So, uh, so we loaded up all her stuff and the cat. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> I said, do we have any catnip or something to help them? <laughs> and load up the cat. Three days later, we made it out there. But she said, Dad, would you? My uh, former sergeant major, Sergeant Major Leo, is retiring. And there's a retirement service there at MCRD in San Diego. So, yes, I'd like to go to that. And, and then there's a new sergeant major that they're, they're putting over. And so this is the highest ranking sergeant major west of the Mississippi. So she worked with him for, for about a year and the battalion commander as the brigadier general um, for, for about nine months. And so uh, he gave an invite and we had, you know, reserve seating up there. And, and we went through and, and then he gave his speech. But here's the thing I thought was cool. So this is Sergeant Major Leo with Mariah on the left, but the new Sergeant Major uh, came in, and his first words out of his mouth, that's why I said, I got to go talk to this guy. The first words were this, I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for saving my soul. I went, what? <laughs> I got to meet this guy. <laughs> and, and you could just see the love and the joy on this guy's face. 
And I walked over. I said, Mariah, I want to meet him. She was like, well, you know, I'm like, I'm going. So I went right up to him, shook his hand. And I said, I actually served with the Sergeant Major of the Marine Corps uh, 40 years ago when I was stationed in Okinawa. And he's like, oh, you knew him? I said, yes. And he was a believer. And, and so I said, you know the Lord? He said, yes, sir. Yes, I do. And I said, I bet you have a praying wife. He goes, my wife is a praying wife. And he gave honor to God. And the reason I'm sharing this is when he gave his speech, first thing he said that God has given us gifts and we need to use those gifts. To, this is a Marine Corps base. All right? And he said, we need to use those gifts to serve one another. And every one of you has, I was, my God, this is prophetic. <laughs> I was encouraged. What am I trying to say? You know, C.S. Lewis, he said, he said, when the whole world is running towards a cliff, he who is running the opposite direction appears to have lost his mind. Come on, somebody. You need to be in an upside-down society that we live in. Uh, we need, it's encouraging to see God still has his people in places of power. He still has his Nehemiahs. He still has those of influence in his place that can change things. Amen? <clears throat> you know, I think of Elijah. He thought he was the only one. Remember, he ran off and hid in the cave. Amen. This is it. It's all, it's all going to pot. You know, it's all going to hell. I'm the last man standing. The Lord says, I've got 7,000 others that have not bowed the knee. How many know God knows every single one? He said, not bowed the knee to Baal or the false god of worship Baal. Amen? I thought that was encouraging that God still has his people. Here is the gifts, uh, prophecy, serving, teaching, exhortation, giving leadership and mercy. And so we're going to talk about leadership here briefly, and we're going to receive communion. The motivational gift of leadership means to lead, to take responsibility seriously, and it means with zeal and diligence. We'll touch on that in a moment. To enthusiastically work hard, to be energetic and alert. These people make great leaders because they come into a situation. They're able to see the big picture. Um, they're able to identify not only current goals, but they're able to see long-range goals. They can kind of project. Uh, they have an ability to organize whatever they're responsible for. They have a real desire to complete tasks. I'm going to meddle here in a moment, but to complete tasks. They're not like people who start something and don't finish it. Uh-oh. In other words, they're not, I'm going to say the word, procrastinators. Come on, somebody. <laughs> um, I digress here. Uh, procrastination is the act of delaying or putting off tasks until the last minute are past their deadline. Now, just keep looking straight forward at me like, I don't know who he's talking about. That's not me. <clears throat> How many know that all of us at some time or another, myself included, uh, we've succumbed to procrastination, but some, it's a lifestyle. Thank you for those two amens. <laughs> and, and sometimes, too, and I'm not trying to pick it on youth, but sometimes for youth, you know, you got to get that the discipline thing in, in, in their soul. Uh, watch this. Romans 12, 8 says, we are to lead with diligence. Somebody shout diligence. It, the Greek word is spudeo. It means speed and haste. You get that? Speed and haste. To move quickly. Obeying what the Lord reveals is his priority. That's what it means with this gift, to move with that. Now, some researchers define procrastination as a form of self-regulation failure characterized by the irrational delay of tasks despite potentially negative consequences. 
You know, studies show that around 20%, or about 66 million U.S. adults are chronic procrastinators. Now, in fairness, most procrastination is not a sign of a serious problem. It's a common tendency that most people give into at some point or another. Remember that time we felt, you know what, I need to get that garage, I need to, that fridge needs to be thawed, come on somebody, or I, that, you know, I got to clean my room up, or, uh, you know, house, and you don't feel like doing it, just don't feel like doing it, and it seems overwhelming at the time, or it's in the back of your mind, I got to get to that, I got to get to that leaky faucet, it'll hold someday, I don't think it'll blow, it's not going to blow today, <laughs> are you awake this morning? <clears throat> The problem is we often assume that projects won't take as long to finish as they really will. And what happens, that can lead to a false sense of security when we believe, we st- hey, we still got plenty of time to complete those tasks. You know, to me, a dead giveaway, and I'm not singling anybody out, but I just, in life experience, to me, a dead giveaway to someone that may struggle with procrastination is the response usually to task is, oh man, I can bang that out in like five minutes. And I know what job they got to do. You know, I'm like, well, wait, wait, wait a minute, five, five eight, uh, or you know, it's like, oh man, it's only going to take like two minutes. No way, no way. You know, it's going to be easy. Just take care of that. But whoa, 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 wait a minute. You know, listen. If someone says, hey, will you build this thing for me? You know, I'm like, I breathe in and I go, okay. I know what it's going to take. I got to get the saw out. Come on, somebody. I got to get the, ca- the cord. Oh, the cord's tangled. I got to untangle the cord. Oh, I got to make sure I got the right screw. Is anybody with me? It usually is longer. It usually takes long. Some things are quick, some things, but usually that's kind of a, a little telltale sign there. Oh, some of the causes of procrastination. I'm going to get off of this in a moment so you can breathe a sigh of relief. But one of the biggest factors con- contributing to procrastination is the notion that we have to feel inspired or motivated to work on a task at that moment. When I just, I, I just, I know when I tackle that, I'll just be all into it and I'll get it done. Some of you are looking at me like, yeah. <laughs> you know, my dad, we, we live with eight Italian kids and Irish in, in the south shore of Boston. And then he moved to a town called Brockton. We lived in a raised ranch. So they just piled us in rooms. You know, the boys here, five guys here, the girls here. And, and we, just, we just lived in there. And so, so how many know laundry is an issue? <laughs> How many just love doing laundry? Okay, we're going to have you over. <laughs> but, you know, laundry is like, and so that's why I think my color blindness came from, because my dad had 500 types of black socks. You know what I mean? And they're a tint of gray or a tint of brown. And like, I can't. So he would, he'd, he'd cut a hole in the upstairs under the sink and put a chute that went down in the basement and went into, because he was into dry cleaning, he had a commercial commercial basket that's, you know, five and a half feet by God. And it would be full to the point it would come up to where you put it in the shoe, and it wouldn't go down. It would bother me so much. I'm like, Mom, hello, you know, and she's trying to juggle everything else. And is anybody doing the laundry? And there were times I'd spend a whole day, two days, I would do all the laundry till it's all done. And then if anyone puts anything down that chute, I get mad at them. <clears throat> I just hated it. I just, you know, and uh, I just, it's like, why is this not taken care of? And <clears throat> I remember in 2006, my daughter Destiny, she wrote me this note because 
we first built the first part of our, <clears throat> talking about procrastination here, we built the first part of our house, which is an apartment and garage, a three-car garage in the one bay we turned into two bedrooms, and so she was staying with Mariah, and she was like, she writes, Dad, a girl needs her own bedroom. <clears throat> so in other words, plan two or phase two was add on to that. And Rhonda's like, we got to add on. I'm like, can we just wait a few more years? And I remember I made a video. I stood out there and went, here I go with a shovel. And uh, well, within you know, a year, we built all the whole addition to that. But, but I, I, I kind of, I was struggling with procrastination because I knew what was entailed. Come on, somebody. I knew what was entailed. I'm doing the concrete. I'm laying in the in-floor heat. Come on, somebody. All the electrical. I'm, I'm doing so much. So anyone that does a house, I, I understand. It's a lot. And then actually, I had to lay 12-inch blocks. I didn't have to. I did. I chose to. And they're 53 pounds. And then my back would be so sore. And the next day, it's like, just one more block. I felt like the Dunkin' Donuts guy. You know, if just one more block. And there was a pile. Like, they dropped off like 200 blocks. Like, I'm finally going to get. But that pile disappeared, and that house was built. Come on, somebody. Guys, just stick with it. Amen? And so one last thing. Then I'll, I'll, stay, I'll stay on track here. There, uh, I have a tendency with this too here. Uh, uh, well, let me just say this. <clears throat> At 14 years old, I really struggled with procrastination until I got up, I don't know, one in the morning, and I had to go to the bathroom, 14 years old, and I was trying to run because you want to go quickly, and I tripped on the junk in my room. <laughs> that I, you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, and I don't know if my head hit the closet or whatever, I'm like, I'm mad. Now, who am I mad at? I'm mad at the guard. Come on, somebody. On the floor. But who put it there? I did. So I had this great revelation. It's really big. I feel like I need to share with you all this morning because I think maybe it'll help somebody. It's really spiritual. And this is what it was, that the junk and clutter on my floor was because I didn't immediately pick up after myself. being facetious here, but that's what it was. I just didn't pick up. So I just, so now whatever it is, if a shirt, whatever, sometimes I'll just throw it. I'm like, nope, I got to go back. Pick. And my closet is clean. That's for somebody here. Someone can take that and some mom could go, thank you, pastor. Send me a text later. Th- thank you, pastor. Because I weighed to my kid's son's room, you know, and all the, <laughs> that's how my brothers were. It was literally this high. My brother, Mark, where's Mark? You know, the, <laughs> They're immaculate today because they got their own room. But anyhow, (laughs) let me get back to something spiritual here. If you wait until in the right frame of mind to do certain tasks, you will probably find that the right time simply never comes along and the task never gets completed. All right. So so if you want to be more effective as a leader, I just want to encourage you, lean in, overcome, face this thing about procrastination. We all do it. We all, myself included, we're always like, oh, I don't want to face that. But it's not going to go away. Okay? Little, little tidbit there, something that you all know, but maybe just needed to be said. And for some of you, start making your bed in the morning. Amen. <laughs> Moving right along. So enough on that. So people with the gift of leadership, they have an awareness of the resources that are available to accomplish what they're trying to do. Um, they have an ability to know what can and what cannot be delegated. They're great delegators. Um, they have a tendency, some to stand on the sidelines, sometimes they just kind of like just give in directions, and, and they tend to project at times, like you ask them to do something, whatever, and they're like, okay, so here's how you got to do this. Come on, somebody. Yeah, this, this is the way you got to, you know, you know, I'm just trying to, and so they project, 
And uh, if you're not doing it the right way or the wrong way, so maybe they're constantly correcting. And, and so my kids accused me of this when we were younger. They, they watched the movie. It's called, I think it was, came out 2007, Surf's Up. And so there's a, it's animated. And there's a penguin, Cody, who plays by Shia LaBeouf, is starting to make his own surfboard out of a piece of wood. And Big Z, Jeff Bridges, plays the part, is teaching them that he must, he's got to cut with the grain. He's got to kind of cut with the grain. So he's showing him with the tool how to cut with the grain, cut with the grain. And then so he hands it to, to Cody, and Cody goes, okay. He goes, no, you're not doing it right. And then he starts cutting with the grain. He starts cutting. My point is this. He's doing the board. Jeff Bridges is not letting him do it. And I've had a tendency to do that and say, okay, kids, I need you to do this. Here's how you do it. And next thing you know, I'm doing it. They're not doing it. So Destiny actually videoed me one time. So he has a video, and I said, honey, will you pressure wash the, uh, the AC coil from the old furnace because we're going to reuse that, and I just need you to pressure wash it. And so I got the pressure washer going like a good dad, made sure it's running, and got it. And I said, okay, here, honey, you know, put some of this little, you know, soapy chemical on here and, and just pressure wash. So she's like, okay, I got it, dad. And so I'm pressure washing, I'm showing. Now make sure you get the fins. Next thing you know, she disappears, <laughs> and she starts videoing me. This is my dad, you know, being surfs up, you know, going out, just, I'm so another thing. So anyhow, I di I'm sorry, I'm digressing. Their motivation is to organize and to lead. Sometimes they take responsibility that hasn't been given to them. This is what those are the gift of leadership. Uh, and they're willing to endure reactions from the workers in order to accomplish a goal. Uh, in other words, if, if maybe somebody's complaining and... Um, they're going to say, hey, come on, lean in, you know, we got to get this job done, we got to get this task done, and so they would be encouraging that way. Those uh, with this gift of leadership love it when all the, the pieces come together. They just like seeing the project come together. They like seeing the finished project. They don't like things like half done. They like, it says, we started, let's get it done. I'm here with me, say amen. <clears throat> they, they, they enjoy that. They desire to move on to the next challenge, what's the next thing to accomplish that? Now, let me just share some of the observations, uh, maybe the negative tendencies with the gift. I mean, every gift has a grace and ability, and, and, and sometimes, you know, we just, we're human. And uh, some of the negative tendencies with this gift, they may respond with, to criticism with criticism. If you begin to criticize them, well, they're going to criticize you back. You know, they're, they're, they're leaders, and some with this gift can at times seem like they depend on the plan more than they do God. Just want you throw that out. So it just seems that way. So it's like, well, we, we're trusting the Lord. And they, well, you know, it seems like they, they, they just depend on the plan or the task. And their ability to delegate seems more like they're avoiding doing work themselves for some. Most of the time, though, they're just fulfilling their role as a leader. That's what they're doing. They're leading. Uh, they may sometimes come across as blunt or seem like they're harsh, sometimes be accused of being cold-hearted or hard-hearted people, but really what they are is they're just leaders, and they're leading and moving forward with their grace. How many know that we all should lead with tact? Yeah, I, 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 I like this definition of tact. It means sensitivity to what is proper and appropriate in dealing with others, including the ability to speak or to act without offending. Wow. I take that to heart, too. Great definition. We all should lead with tact. 
Sometimes people with this gift of leadership can view people as resources for their projects uh, rather than seeing them as people. Uh, they're just, you know, some, sometimes that can happen in the mix. And so those are just some of the negatives that can happen with the gift of leadership. And I just want to say, thank God for the gift of leadership. The kingdom of God moves forward when leaders step up and they move. And even though they may be at times criticized, but they, they stand in the gap and, and they lead. I love this verse. It says in 1 Thessalonians 5, it's for all of us. It said, and we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord. How many of you know that we're always serving someone but we're over someone, whether it's your children, whether it's a co-worker. Come on, somebody. We are all in some capacity leading over others in one way or another. Amen? Amen. Well, stand with me if you would, please. There's an old Maxwell quote, and it's this, that everything rises and falls with leadership. Many of you have probably heard that before, and that's true. And that means the more skillful and effective, the leadership, watch this, the better the organization runs and the more the potential for growth increases. You know, it takes a miracle to start a church. Now, I don't mean that as something great in me. I usually say, I'm not the brightest bulb on the block. I'm not, the, you, know, the, the, you know, the best preacher, the highest orator. I, I don't claim any of those things. But I do, do know and recognize that God has blessed this church because we honored authority in the last place we were at. I didn't start a coup. Come on, somebody. I didn't try to, you know, I just said, I want the blessing of the pastor and to step out in that. And yeah, we had to navigate through some things and all of that. My point is, is though, that, 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 that when you start a church, you just kind of have who you have. You know what I mean? You just, it's like, that's it. And, and that when we started, it was like, God blessed us with some wonderful people. But he began to continue to add. And he began to add more leaders. And he actually brought people that were from out of state. They would come in. Or from a different city. And they moved in. It was like, wow, just in time, we were ready to go into this new season. And there was grace and gifts in that people. How many hear what I'm trying to say? And so, well, God will do that. And he'll bless and take care of that. And my point is, is that, that, that we, we thank God for the leadership gift. The church moves forward in strength with all of the gifts. All of the gifts are needed. But I just thank God for the gifts of leadership that's here in this church. I thank God for the wisdom that is here. And God has placed men and women with tremendous grace, graces in that area. Amen. So, well, before we receive communion, I just want to, those of you here this morning, you say, you know what, Pastor, I, I really feel that God's graced me with the gift of leadership. Uh, I'm going to see if I can find some oil here. And I want to just pray for you very quickly to stir up the gift. Thank you, Merely. So if you feel that you have that, come forward right now, and I'll pray for you. I'm not strong-arming anybody, but he's like, that's me, this, this grace. I'm going to quickly anoint you. Oh, Angie has it. Go ahead, Caitlin. Thank you. Just come forward and try to, try to get in a straight line so I can... Can't contain that I can't control. I want more of you. 
Lord, we thank you for those that answer the call, for the grace of leadership that you place in their life. And Lord, I just thank you. The future holds such a, a brightness, Lord, because of these graces and these gifts, Lord, you place in their lives. And Lord, that they would build your kingdom. They would build your church, Father God, that they would affect their culture, Lord God, for the good. As David, it is written about in Acts, that he served the purposes of God. He led. And then he went home to be with the Lord in his generation. That they would be faithful and obedient to what you've called them to do. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen. Let's give them a hand. Thank you for coming forward in your obedience. God bless you. Thank God for the gift of leadership. This last slide I just want you to pull up uh, about communion. And then you may be seated. We're going to receive communion. Ushers, you can come forward, please, if you would, and help us get situated. And as, as they're doing that, um, I just had this question, is there a price to pay for the gifts? I, just, I was just thinking about that. Is there a price to pay for the gifts? Well, if, they, if there is or there would be, then they really wouldn't be a gift. They'd be a purchase, Right? And I, and I think of in the story in Acts where it's Simon the sorcerer. <clears throat> he saw the gifts in operation. And he's like, hey, I'll give you some money. I, I want this gift. And he was rebuked uh, by the apostle <clears throat> on that. But we can't buy these gifts. They're graces. But the point I'm trying to make here is something I think is, is, is a solemn point. There may be a price to pay in their use in our life. Now watch this. Those not prepared to risk their leisure, their comfort, their reputation, and perhaps much more may be little used by God, even if He does bestow His power gifts upon them. I think if you've given a toolkit to say maybe a, for a carpenter, that toolkit would actually be useless without the sweat of his brow, right? To utilize those tools. <clears throat> Gifts call for commitment. Romans 12 says, let us use it in our ministry. What did Jesus do? He poured out his life into our life. Watch this. 
gifts are for givers to get and to give. There's a responsibility there. When Jesus sent out his 12 apostles, he gave them authority to work various miracles and changed, excuse me, charged them. He said, as you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons freely. You have received freely give. What am I trying to say? Jesus clearly emphasized that these gifts have been freely given by him. Watch this. And likewise, they were to be graciously dispensed in our life. So this is just an admonition. But how many know the disciples, they had to expend their energies. Does that make sense? Expend their energies to do the going, to travel across treacherous terrain, to sacrifice their comforts and perhaps even be persecuted. Yes, the gifts are free. Let's say that again. The gifts bestowed are free in your life. But sometimes there's requirement from us in operating in those gifts. Amen.